0: When Moshe Rabbeinu senses that he's about to leave this world, he asks Hashem to choose the next leader of Klal Yisrael. Hashem tells him, take Yeshua and appoint him as your successor." Moshe is commanded to perform two acts on Yeshua: First, lay your hand on him, and then and then give him some of your splendor. So, what is the significance of these two gestures? How did they differ from each other? Which of them constituted the crowning of the next leader? So I'd like to share with you a very powerful and profound insight from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. He says, there are two forms or two dimensions of leadership. One is power, the other is influence. We use them synonymously. After all, those who have power often have influence, and those who have influence have a certain degree of power. However, the two are quite different, even opposites. So let me give you an example of how power versus influence manifests itself. Imagine you are the owner of a company. You have total power. And then you decide to share your power with nine other people. So now you only have one-tenth of the power which you had previously. Now imagine you have an idea, a concept, a theory. You possess a certain measure of influence. And now you share your idea with nine other people. So how much influence do you have left? Not less, in fact, you have even more influence. Initially, there was only one person buying into your idea, and now there are 10. Your influence has spread. Power operates by division, influence by multiplication. By power, the more we share, the less we have. With influence, the more we share, the more we have. So deep is this dichotomy, that the Torah allocates them to two distinct leadership roles, kings and prophets. Kings had all the power. They could levy taxes, send people to serve in the army, decide when and against whom to wage war. They could impose punishments. They can even decide who lives and dies. Prophets, by contrast, had no power at all. They didn't command any armies. They didn't levy any taxes. They relayed the word of Hashem, but had no means of enforcing it. All they had was influence. Moshe Rabbeinu occupied both of these roles. On one hand, he had power. He was the functional equivalent of a king. He led the Jews out of Mitzrayim. He commanded them in battle. He appointed the leaders and the judges. He wielded tremendous power. But Moshe was also a prophet, the greatest of all time. oit He was a man of vision. He heard and spoke the word of Hashem. His influence was immense. Now when Hashem appoints Yeshua as his successor, he gives Moshe a double command. First he tells Moshe, Lay your hand on him. Give him smicha. Transfer over your influential abilities. Give Yeshua authority as a Navi. Appoint him as the next influential leader. Then the Pesach says, In addition to prophecy, give Yeshua the power of kingship, which the Torah calls hoit, splendor, majesty. The nature of this role was head of state, the prime minister, the commander of the army. As the Pasik says, Give him some of your splendor and the authority of a king so that all of Kal Yisrael will obey him. This is the language of power. Now we understand the dual commands that Hashem gave Moshe Rabbeinu. When you coronate the next leader, V'samachta esyotcha alaf and V'nesata mehoitcha alaf. Transfer over your power... And your influence. What a beautiful idea. So which of these two monumental gifts endured for all eternity? We are now in the days known as Benam Tsarem, The time period when we mourn the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. On Tisha B'Av we will read about the Asara Aruge Malchus. The ten martyrs that were viciously murdered by the evil Roman Empire. The Gemara says, Rav ben Tradion, one of the Asara, Ruge Malchis, was caught teaching Torah in public. And the Romans decided to make an example of him. So they wrapped him up in a safe Torah and they set it on fire. And as if this torture was not sufficient enough, they took strips of wool, soaked it in water, and placed it on his heart to prolong his agony. His distraught students stood by and looked on helplessly. They asked him, Rabbi, what do you see? What they wanted to know is, how do you see the future of Kali role playing out? You're leaving us now. What will happen to us students? Will we survive this calamity? Will the Torah that you sacrificed your life for be forgotten? And with his last breath, he tells them, Gevil in I see the parchment of the Sefer Torah is burning. But the letters of the Sefer Torah are flying in the air. And perhaps... This is what Rav was implying. They can burn our sages. They can set our sacred texts on fire. They can destroy our Beis HaMikdash. They even sent us into exile. However, The Torah and the influence of Moshe Rabbeinu will endure for all eternity. Because influence will always defeat power. It's almost 2,000 years since the Kharban Beis HaMikdash. And the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu lives on. Today, more than ever in Jewish history, Torah is being studied in every corner of the globe. The words of the Holy Taner of and B'Tradian have come true. Gevil and The physical structure has been destroyed, however, for Oisius. But the words of Torah and the coil Torah, Poyrches Ba'aver, are soaring higher than ever before. And now, we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.